What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No, no. no. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No, yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't. Cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast weekend. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. And welcome once again to another edition of the Game Source Podcast. Numero 124. And it's a his name is Josh Peterson. How's it going? And the man, the myth, the legend himself, OSU Water Polo, it's Aaron. What's up, man? We're not going to talk about it. This is the worst D3 ever. <laughs> Something tells me you're going to make me talk about that, though. Yeah, but first we want to talk about a couple things. Um, I want to get out of the way uh, from our good friends at Nintendo Quest. Uh, because we are going to touch on Nintendo, but I want to make sure I, I don't forget the, the great contributions that they've helped our site with, uh, and if you get a chance to check out their awesome, awesome documentary when it comes to a city near you, go to NintendoQuest.com for tickets, because they're going to be doing screenings very soon, or as early as uh, um, the latter part of next week, in uh, Beverly Hills, Las Vegas, and then the Power Tour 2015 goes on, uh, to several cities across uh, North America. So check your uh, local listings. And, and you can actually, as he talked about in his, one of our previous podcasts, you can actually, if you have enough people, uh, actually get one in a town that's well, your hometown. You just got to go out, find all the information on TendoQuest.com and see how you can make that happen. Um, but I want Aaron to talk about a little bit uh, what's coming up this weekend. Our good friends at the uh, amazing Las Vegas Comic-Con coming up this weekend here in Las Vegas. Uh, They are so gracious to allow us to go ahead and have access. Uh, We truly appreciate it. Um, Aaron, I know you had a great time last year. I know you're looking forward to all the great things that are happening this year, uh, a little bit more so than E3. (laughs) So uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the Las Vegas Comic-Con coming up this weekend? Uh, it's going to be down at the South Point Hotel and Casino, so the far end of town for me, so I have to drive, which sucks. But beyond that, um, I, I, last year we talked to a whole bunch of people on Artist Alley, um, 
a, a bunch of them are slated to be there again this year, so that'll be cool um, to see how some of the series have progressed. Um, the big one for me is um, Matthew Kadish, the author of the Earthman Jack series. Um, last year we talked about um, Earthman Jack versus the Ghost Planet, the first book in the series. And we, we just kind of talked about what the book was about, what the, the science behind the book was, because, oh, God, science in a book, I'm scared. And you really had nothing to be scared over. And so we, 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 went, we went over some of that. Uh, I mean, anybody who's a fan of anything with Star in the series, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars, Stargate, those sort of things, are, they're going to understand the, the, the science behind it. Um, then this year we're going to talk about uh, the second book in this series, uh, Earthman Jack versus the Secret Army which is coming out um, in September, so we should hopefully get a review of that up uh, when it comes out. It looks to be fairly amazing from the um, teasers that I've seen. Uh, but he'll be there this weekend. He won't have a booth. He'll be hanging out at his buddy's booth. So um, we do not know the booth number yet. His buddy has yet to inform him. So hopefully uh, we'll have some more information on that before Friday. And we I know Primal Carnage, the folks at uh, Studio 5, said they might be there as well. Have we confirmed that? I have not talked to them at all, so I don't uh, have a clue. Uh, all right, well then I didn't see them on the list of people. I'll get Nick on that uh, with that to see if, you know, get more uh, questions and answers with Primal Carnage. Uh, basically, it's been a great game that I know Chris and Corey, uh, the CNC uh, team, has has played extensively. So, and we also got to see it um, at the Level Up Expo as well. I know they just had a major update, and they're uh, also talking about the plans coming up for later this year to come to the PlayStation 4. Uh, so, looking forward to that, and then all the great interviews that you are uh, going to hopefully have uh, for us uh, at the show plus lots of pictures, photos. Um, we do have great articles coming up uh, that are coming up here in the next couple of days previewing the event from uh, Jeremiah, uh, Stephanie, and also a couple where are they nows um, that uh, we're going to mix in and, and uh, twinkle in there, sprinkle in there uh, from Aaron himself. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, and I want to thank everybody out there for, for all the, the love they give us. I know this time of year, uh, we always spike up in as far as the the reach that we have uh, through our game source uh, Facebook and Twitter pages, uh, you know, which you can go to game source on Facebook or at game source on Twitter. Uh, but it has uh, you know grown by leaps and bounds. Um, we've got you know our word to well well over eight thousand is our reach right now currently um, as of this taping. So we're really happy and very appreciative to you out there for for everything that we're we're posting whether it's an article from, from uh, somebody else within the industry or whether it's, you know, posting our podcasts, our videos, our thoughts, uh, our, our ads for, for uh, Nintendo Quest, Retro City Games, Las Vegas, or what have you. We just really appreciate it. Um, We're almost actually at 9,000 now. Yeah, so that, that, that's really just great. Just shy of. Uh, I would have started this podcast sooner, but, yeah, uh, Angry Nick, he, you know, Kept me on the phone with a whole bunch of uh, topics to to 
be angry about. So I wish he would have been saying this stuff yesterday. That's all I say. Uh, but uh, there was some stuff going on this morning uh, because our friends at uh, Nintendo and Square Enix uh, did have uh, uh, you know their pressers and showed off uh, some some of their some of their wares. And uh, I agree with Aaron. You know, Nintendo always finds the most creative ways now since they've gone to a digital event to even though they have a presence on the show floor, show floor during that time, um, they always have a, a great starting point that they that makes them a little bit more appealing to start off with than, than their competitors. And I agree with you, Aaron. That really was tre- uh, a tremendous way to start off the, the show. Yeah, yeah the, the, the puppets yes. of the, the three main Nintendo people, Iwata, um, Reggie, Reggie, and then, um, oh my god, I'm spacing out Miyamoto-san. And turning them into the Star Fox characters, I mean, you knew as soon as Miyamoto had the, the, the nose, the wolf nose on, I knew immediately it was going to be a Star Fox thing. Um, so at that point, that was the, the coolest thing I saw all weekend, uh, was that. Maybe not the Star Fox game, just the reveal of the Star Fox game. Yeah, and I've already seen a lot of the feedback online. Um, you know, I, I this this game has been well development well over. You know, we heard about rumors of it uh, being shown uh, in bits and pieces at last year's podcast. Uh, Josh, what were your thoughts on it? Because I know uh, industry wide, uh, um, so far the 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 feelings have been mixed um, per se. But I'm just excited to have a Star Fox. Uh, being some type of format on a you know on a newer system today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think a lot of people are excited to know that it just it exists now. Uh, I'm not a big Nintendo person, but if something were to bring me to buy the Wii U, it would be Star Fox. But no Rumble Pack included. I'm sorry. <laughs> In 64 days. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thought I'd throw that one out there. Isn't the uh, Rumble Pack built in already? Yes, but that was just... <laughs> so it has a rumble pack. You can't make comments like that. It has a rumble pack. Extra rumble pack. How about that? Fair enough. Um, pull off. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but I, I just want to touch on uh, some of the, the... The most thing that, that was impressive to me was the, the lineup of 3DS games. I know you and I touched on it before we, we got on the air. Um you know, differentiating between, you know, something specific to the new 3DS or something that worked for all 3DSs. And, you know, I, I, I thought I might have missed it, but yet apparently there, there, everything is that, that the full lineup of games that were shown were coming out for, for you know, any 3DS uh, system. If I'm, Which is if how I'm it should be. Which is how it should be, absolutely. I agree with you. And, I, I uh, mean, they announced... Last year, that the the new 3DS was not going to be a new system. It was just going to be an upgraded system, um, along the lines of a terabyte hard drive for an Xbox One or something like that, or you know, going with the slim PS2 or PS3 or you know, something along those lines. The the Wii Mini. It's technically the same system. It just has slightly different features. And yeah, once in a while there might be a game that only works with that, but it's not going to be, you know, the norm. It's going to be the exception. 
But so, I, think that's, I mean, that's I was what, I was not in shock to not see anything. But no, I was. That's just it was just most impressive to me because I'm I really think that Nintendo has a, it's a, like I said on previous podcasts. You know, I've not been the strongest Nintendo supporter over the past couple of years because of the way they've missed the know, entire time I've known you. Well, no, no. Uh, I've owned three Nintendo systems, so let's not say that entirely. So um, Three Nintendo systems out of what are we at, like 16, hey, that, 17? That's, that's, as many as, that's as many as any others I've had. So, you know, three Xbox, uh, as far as it's concerned. In half uh, three, the time? Three Sony Well, you know, what, what are we going to do? You've had more than three Sony systems. I'm keeping an open mind, so, so you're the one that's bashing now, so... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep an open mind here. I just their business decisions. You've got to admit when you're losing a lot of money, like they have been before, uh, they've turned it around. Last, starting with last year's digital event, which you called it by the way, uh, and you you spoke very well of them, and their digital event was really uh, very well done last year. And since then, they've, they've carried that momentum through the rest of the year, and they are now a profitable company again. And I, I'm the first to pat them on the back because they've done such a great job in doing that. Um, and it really turned things out from the you know just a couple of years ago, but uh, I, the thing that stuck out to me was the impressive array of 3DS software that's coming out. But I'm kind of worried as far as for the long haul for the Wii U. Um, they did have some great titles coming out. Obviously, the Animal, Animal Crossing title that's uh, going to work cohesively with the Amiibos coming out later this week, later this year. Yay, um, more Amiibos! Yeah, more. <laughs> Scalpers hey, are well, happy, but I think uh, consumers are not. eBay is going to be very happy here very shortly. Absolutely. So, uh, yes. Uh, Josh, what were your thoughts on, on uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the Wii U uh, from your vantage point as far as being attractive to you to buy or not. Uh, what about the 3DS as far as all the games that come out, like the, the Zelda game that's coming out that, that uh, is going to incorporate a lot more co-op um, and then, um, you know, just a whole host of, of titles coming to 3DS, which which uh, makes it look forward to, uh, something to look forward to for handheld fans. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm, you know, I don't have much time to play handheld. I would like to. Um, you know, the Zelda looks fun. I think that if they had the, uh, like, uh, as far as co-op gaming goes on handheld, I think, uh, you know, I would be more inclined to buy it. More people would be inclined to buy it. But, uh, you know, as far as the games coming out, I think, Zelda looks really good. They have some uh, the Mario ones. I, I don't really know too much about the handhelds, though. Well, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, um, obviously, uh, you know, uh, bringing down uh, Hyrule Warriors uh, from the Wii U to the 3DS was also uh, a nice little addition as well, because uh, that was a, a pretty good title for them on the Wii U. Um, just, just a whole host of titles. And then, like I said, The Legend of Zelda, Triforce Heroes, something definitely look forward to for Nintendo fans. Um, and then I just, uh, I'm just worried about long-term for the Wii U. If you buy a Wii U this holiday, that there's not going to be much to support it after the New Year. But there's a lot of great titles there already that's on the system. Um, so if anybody's on the fence, um, you know, now or, or hopefully they'll, they, they should have announced to me even a small price cut to accommodate fans when they know... Uh, Annex could be around the corner in the next couple of years. Annex or so. is years away, you just like so. the PS5 and the next Xbox. You hope so. You hope there so. is hope no so. hope so. It is at least probably 2018 at at the closest. 
I may say holiday 2017. How about that? Maybe in Japan. Maybe. But they've never, that, that they've never shown a system and not had it come out at least two years later. And they well, then, did then, not show the system. Then, then uh, do you, so you don't have any concerns as far as nope. Nintendo not showing anything for really for 2016? We have all no. these new consoles They never out. do. Yeah. I mean, they have a Zelda game coming. There is a Mario Galaxy game in the works. There is... Okay, so two games. But I mean, still, <laughs> that's all Nintendo usually has is two or three games per should year they, that are they, blockbusters. Maybe, should they maybe have established uh, maybe a little bit better third-party uh, array of titles, maybe? That would have been uh, maybe help, you know, cushion Hey, they the showed third-party titles during that. So, I mean... Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is already out in Japan, which is not coming out here until December. It's a first-party game. Yes. But they showed the, the, the Skylander with exclusive which features. Which by the way. Again. And I think the Nintendo version of Skylanders is looking... Oh, wait, that was Disney Infinity for Sony. Never mind. That's correct. But I still That's think... I, I, mean, I mean, just... What they showed, I feel, um, N- Nintendo the, was had the better exclusives to me, even though they're different games. With the with the Skylanders adding the two characters from Nintendo, and, and the two cards, and that's yes. just what they announced here. Yeah, odds are there's a Mario, there's the Luigi, there's a Princess Peach. You know, they're probably going to be there. Um, and that they double as amiibos is awesome, and maybe Skylanders. We'll go ahead and make me Marth, Ike, Robin, and Lucina, and I'll be happy, and then I'll buy a Skylanders thing. But uh, they also showed um, Shin Megami Tensai versus Fire Emblem, which is third party. That's correct. Um, th- th- I want to say there was one other one, but it might have been during the Treehouse that I was watching after, so I don't remember which was the presser and which was Treehouse, so... But, I mean, you know, they've shown me enough that I'm going to be looking at four games next year for the Wii U. That's one a quarter, which is, on average, what people buy is one game a quarter. So, but they cater I, I, I'm not specific, too worried. But they cater to specific tastes. They don't cater... So does the Xbox. So does the PlayStation. They cater to hardcore gamers. The Wii U is catering to casual gamers. It's just a different piece of the pie. Well, that's, and that's that's why they are what what they are, my friend. No worries, Josh. Your thoughts on that before we head over to Square Enix? Uh, what I like, I would have liked to see some some new franchises outside, like the Mario, Star Fox, just the things that have been associated with Nintendo. Like, show me something new that wows me. That's what I was hoping for. But you know, I'll take Star Fox. Well, that's something long-standing that, that, that a lot of people have, have talked about in the past 10 years is establishing new IPs um, like Splatoon, which, which has really been a, a, a very nice hit for them. Uh, a very but good how hit. many times does a company come out with a new IP? I, I mean, Nintendo's had, what, three, four in the last decade? Sony's How many other companies can so, say that? Sony's the master of throwing darts on the wall and just seeing what sticks. I'm just telling you. For every uncharted <laughs> that they have. How many of them stick? Almost none. Nintendos have almost all and, and stuck. I would, I'd be the first to agree with you there because you know, Sony just like 
you know, with the, all their They're not even up. throwing darts in the direction of the dartboard half the yeah. time. I There's mean, no yeah, Patapon was amazing. <laughs> but, I, I mean, they've done nothing for the, the portable system. You notice they didn't show a single, other than in the, 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 the quick reel of indie things, which does yeah. not count. And, and a couple that, mentions that of it's right coming there. on PS4 and Vita. But other than the, that, they didn't show, show the Vita. I'm going to show the Vita longer than Sony did at its press conference, so I will okay, go ahead and show it right there. You beat that was them. it. Yes, I beat them. <laughs> but uh, and last year and the year before that, the three years well, combined, I think you be, just beat them. So Nintendo, like I said, for this year, that's very definitely a a, a a great year. Could be shaping up to be a great year, a very very great year for them. Mario Maker looks outstanding. Um, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles X. And if Mario uh, Maker picks up online, I mean, I'm sure you guys haven't played it, but um, Donkey Kong, is it Counting Stars? Collect something along those lines where you create levels and you post them online and people rate you um, based on how good your map is, and then you get more things to unlock more stuff and go. I think Mario Maker, if it even has that same type of fan base that just creates so much content, the way that Little Big Planet or um, Mon Nation Racers did, being Mario, it could do a lot, um, be a lot more fun. Yes, uh, indeed, indeed. Well, I had mentioned yesterday that that uh, in part of our conversations in our podcast yesterday about Jez Costria, I was actually looking at some footage. Um, and while I was doing that during our previous podcast, so I apologize for that because Just Cause 3 uh, was definitely a part of the Square Enix conference, which was today. And uh, Josh, your thoughts on Hitman, um, obviously uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, Hitman being episodic, uh, obviously Tomb Raider, and a lot of great things happening at Square Enix near 2, uh, which I know, uh, you know got a lot of uh, uh, hardcore fans excited as well. So if your thoughts on uh, the Square Enix conference. I think Hitman 2 looks impressive. The uh, I wish they would have elaborated on that whole if you miss your target, they they vanish like and they just die some other way. I wish they would have elaborated a little more on what that means. Um, I, I think that means it's going to be like um, some games have like a weekly quest where you have a week to go do them, and then they never show up again. I think what this is going to be is, you know, they said a couple of days. So if you're, you know, you have target XYZ, and you go out, and you, you like, get caught, or they realize you're there and he escapes, you don't kill that guy. Whatever the reward for killing him is, you do not get. If you're on vacation for a week, you've missed him. You know, uh, you don't get another chance to kill him then. Exactly, it's a one-time deal uh, to, to to do something like that. So I I think that's that's off-putting to me. It's awesome in one respect that you know they're forcing you to play, but I also feel that forcing you to play every week and not having a chance to you know make it up later is quite annoying. Sounds um, frustrating. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind, you know, you miss him, you have to wait six months. You have to wait a year, um, whatever, and, and you miss out on the rewards. So if it's, like, the best sniper rifle in the game for that year, you're behind everybody else. But 
I do like the idea of it being, you know, limited once in a while that you can't just go and absorb all the game at once. Um, but I, I, I mean, if you're in the military and you're overseas, yeah, you've got systems, but a lot of times they don't have access to the internet, so these guys are missing out. Um, I, I would be fairly annoyed with not being able to do that content, you know, when I came back from a tour or something. So that that just it seems odd that it's once and done and not once and done for a while. Um, I think I'd prefer that, you know. They, they'll it'll show up again next year. Yeah, like we'll give you another thing. chance to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but not for a... I, I'm okay with not being able to do it for a very long period of time, six months or a year. Um, you know, I don't expect, oh, I missed this guy this weekend, he'll be the guy I see next weekend. No, it'll be the guy I see in six months or a year. I, I, I'd be more okay with that. What were your guys' thoughts on uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, Aaron? Uh, yeah, are you like, are you, are you really digging the way it's shaping up, or is it something that you want to see a little bit more of? Um, I don't know. I never could get into the Kingdom Hearts 3 series. It was just too boring for me, too action-oriented uh, for a Square game. And it just, I don't know, it never it never hooked me the, the way I felt it should. Uh, I didn't even finish the first game. It was too boring for me. So I I know people are hyped for it. Uh, a whole bunch of my friends were like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But you knew it was coming. I mean, they leaked days ago that it was going to be here. The only reason Square would have a press conference would be for Kingdom Hearts 3. So, I mean, it's not like I was in shock by it. I really wasn't impressed by it. It didn't look that good. Um, I, I, I just... I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old and bitter and angry Nick is rubbing off on me. Could be. Could be. Josh, what were your thoughts on Kingdom Hearts 3? I think it looks good. I you know, I, I got about halfway through the first one and I never finished it, but uh, I'd be willing to give it another whirl with this one. I like the idea because I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy, so I like the idea of the Final Fantasy characters being the same game with Disney characters. So that's that's what would pull me to it. Uh, fair enough. It looks good to me as well. Uh, not earth-shattering by any stretch, because like like yes. uh, Aaron said, we knew it was coming. We knew it was going to be shown in some form or fashion. Um, I'm just uh, looking forward to the day we can get our hands on it and just being able to to play it to see if it truly is worth the extended wait that Square Enix is uh, putting us through on that one. Um, and and I know uh, Josh and I talked about this. Uh, on last night's podcast, but Aaron, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the uh, the Final Fantasy VII, uh, you know, doing a just remake, of, you know, as opposed to what was going to be released on the PlayStation Four and PC earlier uh, this year. They've decided to renege that and uh, go, uh, you know, in the direction that they should have in the first place. Your thoughts? I think the Final Fantasy port, HD master, whatever they wanted to call it, was testing the waters, and they're like, okay, if we get X number of people thrilled, yeah, we'll release it. If we get Y number of people thrilled, yeah, we'll release it. Maybe add in some extra content, 
um, kind of like, what was it, Final Fantasy IV After Years. And if we get Z number of people excited, screw it, we're remaking the game. Um, and I think they hit, like, quadruple Z. You and I were in that audience, so you... <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I wasn't... We're part of the Why everybody's going crazy over a port that I can play on, like, 12 different systems? I don't know, but they were all super-duper excited for it. Well, this warrants the excitement that that announcement had, you know? Um, uh, again, let's go back to what we were like uh, back then. We knew it was coming. You know? let's, let's flash back to December of the PlayStation experience. Here's Aaron and I in that crowd. <laughs> no, I turned and said, "Who cares?" <laughs> uh, a lot of people cared, and they were because they were. I really know, I know, people it. care, and I will be getting this game. Do not get me wrong; I will be getting this game. Does, does but I was kind of still point? expecting something mind-blowing from Square, and they didn't give me anything that blew my mind. I mean. I sat through that press conference, and I'm like, okay, Tomb Raider clone, Tomb Raider clone, Tomb Raider clone, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, Star Ocean. Um, your okay, thoughts? why did I sit here for an hour and a half for what I already knew was coming? What about Shenmue 3, which you heard, you and I both heard the rumors, that, you know, even up 24 hours uh, earlier that, that they might, it might be coming back in some form or fashion. I've heard rumors about Shenmue on Kickstarter for about eight months now. So, uh, the the thing that was shocking to me was not the announcement, but that Sony put it like five minutes in their press conference. It was like, okay. <coughs> well, I think why, probably... did, why did we waste five minutes of our time announcing that? Because it's not even exclusive to the PlayStation. So, yay. They showed a lot of things that they showed at the Sony conference. It was basically just a rehash yesterday. Well, I don't think they're they're concerned. Uh, either Xbox or PlayStation uh, Four are even concerned about uh, if a title goes to PC. I don't really think they're even concerned at all about that that marketplace as being a true competitor to them. I think they're only talking about in the realm of of each other console uh, exclusives. Yeah. yeah. And that's really what E3 has devolved into is one-upping each other on who can use the word console holiday this year exclusive. Because there were, I think Microsoft had like four games that were like holiday 2015 console exclusive, which to me means it's coming out on the PlayStation 4. So, oh, I wait six months, get the definitive edition, you know, the Game of the Year edition with all the DLC, all that. For the same price you got it six months earlier, I can wait. Or vice versa um, on some of them. I, I Nobody is really just going out there and taking a risk. I mean, I remember, God, years ago when they announced um, Little Big Planet and, you know, my jaw hit the floor. And then they showed other things and... I had to go back and watch it because my jaw was still on the floor from Little Big Planet. Nothing has done that to where 20 minutes later I was still freaking out, you know? I mean, the Zelda game, it was like, oh my god, a new Zelda game, and then they went into Metroid, and I'm like, I already forgot about the Zelda game. Final Fantasy VII Remake, oh my god, yay, and then they do Shenmue, and I had already forgot about Final Fantasy VII. Um, I, I just, I don't think that the companies are taking the risks 
that they need to. They're they're just in the business of printing money right now, and, and they're not really doing anything innovative. I mean, sure, they're all doing VR, but who cares? VR is yeah. still probably VR isn't even going to be this gen. I don't think it, or the very tail end of this generation. Well, uh, Project Morpheus has been announced for for early next year. Same thing with Oculus. Yeah, I just, Rift was also announced for 2012, 2013, and 2014. So, I, well, to me, it's just when it comes to VR, if it's something that it, it to me, it's just like Connect. It's just like uh, you know, PlayStation Move. Uh, pretty much any other add-on that you're trying to put on to to a console system, if it's, it's not, not affordable, it's not going to work. It's it not has nothing fun. to do with affordable. They could give it away. But if it does not come as part of the system bundled when it is first launched, it's going to kill itself. You saw it with Kinect. They didn't launch it with um, a system, and it tanked. And then they tried to remedy that by launching it with the system. And everybody was already like, Kinect well, that was with sucks. Xbox One. With the, with the 360, it did spike for a short period of time very high numbers. Well, and so did went... the PlayStation Move. And pushing the motion. Let's, let's go back in time and the Rumble Pack and all sorts of you know except uh, the the PlayStation Two network adapter. You know those things saw a spike, but they never really latched on because if you do not launch an accessory at the launch of a system and have at least two or three titles at launch that absolutely show off how amazing it is it isn't going to work. You can't add an accessory in late because most people don't care at that time. They don't want to change how they play. You've got to do it at the start of the system like the Wii did with the motion controls. Or, you know, the DS with two screens or the 3DS with 3D. Um, you know, the Vita had the touchpad, though. To, to counter my own point, the Vita had the touchpad on the back and it didn't take off. But none of the developers, to include Sony... Did anything mind blowing with that? Other than there might have been a really dirty game at the launch of the system that people giggled over, but that was really it. So uh, uh, to let's wrap things up here. Um, so Josh, uh, um, your thoughts on not only just the day, but uh, your E3 2015 experience after seeing virtually all the conferences. I know the PC is. Uh, gaming is going to have a conference tonight, and we'll cover that on our Game Source Facebook page. But your thoughts on that on E3 2015? Yeah, there wasn't really a whole lot that thrilled me. There's a lot of games I'm excited to play. Uh, Deus Ex is one of them, and yes, I was excited about the Final Fantasy remake. Halo 5 looks good. Gears 4 looks good. Mass Effect, I'm hoping to hear more about soon. Um, you know, it was it was the E3 that I expected it to be. It wasn't anything that like you know, changed my world or blew my mind or anything. How about you guys? Um, I, I think some of the new IPs were interesting. Uh, ReCore, depending on... Because they could take that game so many different ways because they didn't show gameplay. They, yeah, they didn't say too much about it. That was the problem. Yeah. I mean, is it going to be a, a shooter game with a companion? Is it going to be, you know, more of a... A Tomb Raider Uncharted style game? Is it going to be a role-playing game? I mean, I don't know. But I think the concept of 
building that blue core and putting it into other things as you go throughout the game and having that be the major mechanic for puzzle solving could be kind of cool. It just depends on how, what the other half of the game is because I don't think it's going to be a straight-up puzzle game. I don't think Sony would have put that much time into it during their conference if it was just a puzzle game. Um, you know, so that looked interesting. Um, oh, shoot, what was the game we were talking about on the Facebook page? Uh, Wasteland or something? Horizon. Well, I know, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Was it Horizon? Yeah, Horizon. Um, that looks interesting. Um, that depend again, depending on how they take that. I I think you know Skynet happening, and the. the than us becoming primitive again and having to re-go through um, evolution is kind of cool, but I think they're going to unfortunately keep it, you know, just in that primitive area. It's not going to—we're not going to get to see humanity grow, uh, learn from its mistakes, and things like that. Or even cooler would be to see humanity grow over time and have it happen again because it's, you know and make a point on the inevitability of humans destroying themselves. Um, and then the gameplay on that looked interesting um, with the grapple hook, uh, which we also saw in Just Cause 3, but that looked interesting. Um, the biggest shock to me was uh, Sunday, uh, Bethesda's conference, getting outshadowed for me by the announcement of Earthbound beginnings for the Wii U, which is Mother 1, uh, for the first time in uh, North America. So that was pretty big to me. Like, I stopped what I was doing, turned on my Wii U, and bought the game immediately when they th when I saw the announcement. Um, and, and that's the only thing that really, like, I haven't pre-ordered anything yet that was announced here. Um, I'm sure I'll get Final Fantasy VII. I'll probably get Star Ocean on probably get the Zelda game, but I don't think there was anything that was an absolute must-buy or an absolute system seller to me across any of the conferences so far. But that well, was uh, my, for myself, um, Uncharted 4 looked amazing. Uh, it clearly stood out uh, head and shoulders above pretty much any title for me, uh, as uh, well expected. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, I'd like to see a lot more. Um, I also liked uh, the potential that ReCore and Horizon had for Honor. Uh, seemed very good as well. I look forward to the potential of that game. And then uh, also as well, Just Cause 3, of course. That, that's a great title to be expected. Uh, Gears 4 looked very promising as well. Uh, the, I can't wait for the collection to come out and you know suffer the many painful deaths, but Gears 4 looked very great. Uh, looked very good as well. Uh, and then you know, Halo 5 Guardians um, seemed to be a lot more appealing to me than what Halo 4 was. Uh, it seems to be headed back into a decent direction. So, um, well, I think that's going to do it for podcast number 124. want to thank Aaron and Josh for being a part of the program. If you get a chance, give us a shout-out at GameSource on Twitter, GameSource on Facebook, GameSource on YouTube, and, of course, our home site, YourGameSource.com. We truly appreciate you being a part of the podcast, watching, 
and then also listening if you get a chance as well. Uh, later this month, we're going to be uh, in mass, not only at the game night at Retro City Games and here in Las Vegas, uh, but also we're going to be a part of the uh, screening of Nintendo Quest here at UNLV. Uh, for more information, uh, NintendoQuest.com. Um, um, again, we just, you know, we're so glad to be a part of it. Josh, if you uh, get a chance, read Josh's book, um, A Vendetta Dark. Uh, that's going to be available. It is available already on Amazon, so get your copy today. Is there a deal with that? Yes, there is. If you buy the, the digital copy, you get the physical copy for $1 more. Is that correct? One dollar. $1, yep. Uh, it's a great deal on a great book, so I suggest you look for Vendetta Dark on Amazon. Uh, so uh, that's going to wrap it up for us today uh, on our thoughts with Nintendo Square Enix and E3 as a whole. Uh, we truly appreciate your time, and keep following us on GameSource of Facebook and Twitter uh, because there's a lot more action to come. Uh, we've got some great stuff coming up this weekend with the Los amazing Las Vegas Comic Con and some great stories for the rest of this week. So once again... This is Gerald, better uh, better known as Yes Elvis Lives. Uh, Josh. Thanks, guys. Happy E3. And Aaron. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Fair enough. It's a beautiful day in paradise. We'll see you later. Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content all here at yourgamesource.com.